0: From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It is the 7th of March 2022. This is the COB, so all the stuff you need to know about the day in business, markets, um, currency, startups, you name it, we've got it. I'm
1: Nadine Blaney and I'm here with Cara Ordway. Cara? Hi, Hi. how are you? I'm
0: really well, thank you. How are you?
1: Yeah, good. Look, it's, it's been a tiring day already, I think, but finishing down in the red. But those energy stocks, those gold stocks, of course, leading the way amid what is a pretty uncertain backdrop. Yeah. So you started with the positive. Good for you.
0: Woodside, (laughs) Beach, Santos, Whitehaven Coal, Worley, all amongst the best performers percentage wise. In the materials space, look no further than, you know, Remelius, IGO, Gold Road, Northern Star, all of the usual suspects. Um, Woodside actually contributed the most index points. It was up a pretty pretty uh, massive nine and a half percent as oil prices continue to rise um, but to your point about
1: uncertainty I mean yeah it, it just feels like we don't know what's around the corner no. right no we don't which is why we're seeing those other names just not holding on to any gains if we look at healthcare down three percent on the sector consumers discretionary down two and a half percent tech getting hit hard block was down ten percent almost at yeah. uh, one point 360, Megaport, EML, Appen, all amongst the biggest
0: losers. So, Infotech was down as a sector by close to 5%. And then you get to the Aussie dollar. I mean, this is your comfort zone. It's at 74 versus the greenback in a risk-off environment. Is it
1: all just commodities? It's all commodities. But people are saying now because of where we're placed, we're very far away from Europe. It's a commodities play. It is the safe haven. At the moment, it is the new safe haven in markets, and people need to get used to that. Like, I, a week ago, even if you'd said to me the Australian dollar was going to be trading at 74, I would have said, No way. But yeah, everyone that I've spoken to has said it's got further to run.
0: I had a chat just a short time ago with Grant Wilson from Exante Data. He talked about the Aussie dollar and how that, uh, yeah, how it's behaving. He said, Look, you could wake up one morning and it could be, you know, significantly higher, could have popped dramatically. He was, he's, he was really concerned yeah. about what we're seeing out in their markets right now. So he's never seen anything like this in terms of commodities. Obviously, everybody harkens back to the GFC.
1: But, but I don't know. What do you think? Does it feel like that? No, it feels different because the GFC was different in that it was all kind of centered around the US. It was all financial. But this is just so uncertain. And we already had inflationary pressures. The yep. price was already pushing towards $100 a barrel. And now we're pushing 130. It just, I mean, and that's just happened in a matter of days. Mm. Um, so, yeah, the Australian dollar, I mean, I spoke to Shane Oliver on Friday from AMP and he said it could be hitting 80 cents. Yeah, that uh, wouldn't
0: necessarily be good. I mean, in terms of trade uh, would be, you know, account surplus would would be, you know, fantastic in some ways. But it's just, um, it would really reverberate around the broader economy. And uh, yeah, that conversation with Grant Wilson touched upon Big Super as well. So yeah, I'd, I'd encourage you to go and have a little listen uh, to that interview if you haven't done so already. I mean, I, I suppose when you're talking about oil, it's pretty incredible. We've got, um, we've got some calls. I think JP Morgan said Brent could reach 185 yeah. if Russian supply is disrupted. Goldman Sachs saying that 150 is possible. Like what I think about is... The impact on consumers and particularly U.S. consumers. And then I start to think about um, political risk, societal problems. Um, Gas is one of those things in the States that people react instantaneously to when the price goes up.
1: But it's also electricity prices. Mm -hmm. You know, in Europe, you know, people in London have had their electricity bills double. Not just like a little percentage, literally gone up by 100% in the last month for the the 12 months ahead. So, in terms of the bottom line, it's hitting people on an individual level. Mm -hmm. And that's what damages
0: consumer confidence. We actually have a consumer confidence read out here in Australia this week. Wednesday, we get the Westpac Melbourne Institute uh, read. I think that's Melbourne Institute, yeah. Uh, Tomorrow, we get now business... Report out. We hear from Reserve Bank Governor Phil Lowe. You've got to think that he'll be asked questions about the Aussie dollar tomorrow.
1: I mean, we're in a tightening cycle, right? It's just kind of all coming coming at once. They were worried about it around 80 cents. If they're looking to hike rates, it's just going to be another consideration (sighs) that they need to factor in. Because if if the forecast is still to the upside, then is it going to affect the tightening cycle?
0: Yeah. um, There's a lot to think about. And if you're Vladimir Putin, Russian's president, I mean, in some ways. Uh, the timing has been impeccable where yeah. we are in the cycle. And I'm sure it's not a coincidence. Um, but then you weigh that up against the fact that these sanctions are really for real this time and really yeah. damaging the Russian people as yeah. well. I mean, even just that move from Visa and MasterCard, which I think Putin had said is a declaration of war. I mean, if you're a Russian yeah. and you've got a Visa or
1: MasterCard, you can't use them. Yeah. Well, now they're saying they're going to implement China Pay. I think, for their, for their debit cards. Yeah. China Union pay, but still, y- you think, you know, just every single transaction that you do in a day on your phone. Mm. It's,
0: it's yeah, we're in sort of uncharted waters. Uh, look, I guess what you can count on, um, obviously we have the humanitarian um, devastation really front of mind, but we do look at things on Ausbiz through an investment lens. And so we talked a lot today about not just oil, but about nickel, about Tin, I had a conversation about Tin, yeah. um, about Palladium, you know, all of the commodities complex. And um, if you're interested in the show notes or on our website, you can get four commodity stock picks from Morgan's, um, eight stock picks <laughs> as commodities dethrone Bitcoin for trend heaven. Um, you know, we spoke with Fat Profits today, with, uh, with David Lennox there. He was saying, you know, we asked him to pick his favorite commodity. He couldn't, he said all of them. You know, it's that yeah. kind of an environment.
1: Yeah. I mean, also in the spotlight today, the headline corporate news was AGL kind of in that mix as well. And of course, they have knocked back another multi-million dollar bid from Mike Cannon Brooks and the Brookfield Consortium. It was our stock of the day. And David Novak from Wealthwise Education was on the show with Mark Gardner from Macro Capital. Take a listen to what they had to say.
0: I think it's turned the corner here personally, no. Yeah. so I'm, I'm more um, bullish on it now than I've ever been. I like what the demerger is going to unleash, Is going to more more value for shareholders, higher um, gas prices is helping the business. Look, if you bought it here, you'd definitely want to stop at $6.50, which is that previous low. So if it went back below and closed below, that's going to be a close Rob. below that, then that would be my exit strategy. But obviously energy is very much back in vogue at the moment. Um, You've got people, super funds hunting around for infrastructure assets. Yeah, it's one that, I mean, it certainly has a fair bit of upside if things start to go well. And there's a good risk reward uh, proposition there where you're really only risking, say, 15% for a potential upside of, you know, say maybe 30 plus. So uh, not being put forward to the investment committee. Look, didn't hate the story, but uh, it'll be really interesting to see how this one goes. Uh, you know, shareholders get riled up, and the fact that they're not getting uh, any further engagement with uh, Mike Cannon Brooks's Grok and that Brookfield Consortium. So, yeah, interesting times there. Uh, look, there wasn't any big economic data out here locally today still the wash up from that really strong jobs read in the us on friday i mean there is no way cara that the fomc won't hike correct
1: mm, you think you'd think not i mean 25 basis points kind of just feels like a meh at the moment after yeah. talking about 50 basis points and and the backdrop that we have um so you think yeah it's it uh this point
0: i um i i put the question to isaac pool from oriana financial services today you know 25 basis point isn't going to do anything in terms no. of controlling inflation, exactly. but he's like not signaling. You know. yeah. they have to do something. Can't go too hard because everything's so uncertain. So a lot of a lot of the conversation this week will again be dominated by the path to interest rate hikes, and then um, we get consumer inflation out of the well out of China and the U.S. a little bit later in the week. So that'll be a big one, you reckon? For for or or like Chris Weston said this morning, and again, it's it's uh, in the newsletter as well. Um, and via the show notes, he's like, it, it's, it's really just about Ukraine and Russia.
1: It is, because you can have all the headlines you want. You know, we saw those stocks on Wall Street bounce a little bit after those non-farm payroll numbers, but actually none of it really matters if, if we're going to see things escalate I- mm. in the region over there.
0: All right, Cara. Um, tomorrow we start the day with Greg Smith from Devon Funds, so we'll get a view on the New Zealand market, first Asian market to come to life, so that'll kick things off in the morning. Um, we've got great guests, Bob Achano from Path Trading in the US will take us through um, every move that the US market made through the overnight period. And, you know, the, li- the list is long. The day, the day will unfold. But who knows what this upcoming session in, in the US and in Europe in particular will hold.
1: Yeah, coming online, of course, after the weekend and just so much news going around at the moment on Twitter. And in particular, you just kind of don't know what's real and what's not at the moment because you know you've seen sanctions placed on tiktok on netflix kind of they're restricting social media because of fake news so you kind of have to take everything with a grain of salt and yeah Mm. everything's uncertain that's just the word i think And uh, I can tell you
0: as we record this podcast, of course, I don't know when you're listening to it, but we still do have U.S. futures coming under a lot of pressure. There is a pretty dismal picture being painted for equities across the Asian region. But one thing that is green on my screen, the Aussie dollar and oil. So that is, I think, the story as we leave you today.
1: Yeah, Aussie uh, Aussie dollar is still sitting above the 74 handle. Incredible. Wow. (laughs) Okay.
0: All right, Cara. um, Look, I look forward to chatting tomorrow. Have a great evening. You too.